0: everybody. So we read this week in the in the Petachah Ki yebakha avyon <laughs> okay. me'achal achakha. So if you find among your brothers a poor person, ba'ach ya'recha in your gate, Baasecha, in your land, Asher a she'ar adonai da'ach that Hashem gives you, lo te'ment liv'avcha liv'avcha ve'lotik pot et yatcha me'achiv avyon. So you basically Hashem is telling you don't harden your heart uh, or close your hand against your impoverished brother. It seems that the Torah is clearly telling us To give charity to the poor person The pasuk is enough Then the Torah continues You have to surely open your hand for him You have to give him anything that's missing So it seems that there's two levels of siddakah That we're asking about The first level of Sedakah is to help the poor person The second level of tzedakah is to go well beyond What you're meant to do so we see that the Orach Haim HaKadosh, he asks a question. He says, what was Moses thinking about? He says that, he, he, he suggests that Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying that when B'nai Israel opens their hands, Hashem opens the, the gates of heavenly bounty for him. This is why Moshe said, in order that Hashem will open his treasures. He continues with, you shall lend whatever he lacks. He says, the Torah means that when you open your hand for the poor, all you are doing is giving him a loan, seeing that Hashem will pay you with interest. This is certainly sufficient for Moshe Rabbeinu to tell them again, Hato toach surely open your hand. Rabbeinu Bachya gives a little different uh, look at it. He says, you should keep on opening your hand for him even a hundred times. And if he doesn't want to accept the charity, You have to figure out how to give it to him as a loan so it doesn't look like charity. And he goes through the pasuk and he says, what do you have to give him? Enough to cover his requirements. You're not obligated to make him rich, but you have to give him what he lacks. And then he quotes based on the Gemara, and it's also in the Midrash. So I pulled from the Midrash and it says, what does he have to give him? Sufficient for his needs. You're commanded to support him but you're not commanded to enrich him. What do you have to do? You have to even give him a horse to ride on and a slave to run in front of him. He tells that Hillel Hanasi, he brought a he bought a horse for a poor man of noble descent to ride upon and hired a servant to run before him. That one day he could not find a servant who would run before him and he himself ran before the poor person for three miles. Our rabbis were taught it once happened with the inhabitants of the upper Galil. They bought a pound of meat every day for a poor of noble descent. What was so remarkable? Every single day they slaughtered an animal in order to feed this person. So it says that a person has to go well beyond in order to help a person to recover. A person who lost his 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 money and he lived a certain way you have to help him. I saw Rabbi Fran brings an amazing story. He says there was uh a Jew in Vilna who took a great interest in local history. In the course of his research, he would often go out to the old cemetery and he would read the inscriptions on the tombstones. And from the tombstones, he was able to gather a lot of information and in the history on the people who lived there. One day he sees two adjacent graves with two tombstones. And both men on the inscription were listed as Talmidei Chachamim, extraordinary baalese daka philanthropists, But strangely, he said, the tombstone had on it a pasuk from Eshet Chayil. Normally, we only put pasukim from Eshet Chayil on the tombstone of women. Not only that, on one tombstone, it had kapha parsalani. It had half the pasuk. And on the other tombstone it had, she extended her palm to the poor. On the other tombstone it had, she stretched out her hand to the pauper, And he couldn't understand, why would you have two tombstones, half a verse on one, and the completion of the verse on the second tombstone? So he went to ask people who might know, Why also from Eshet Chayil, out of all things, why would you do this? So he found an old man in Vilna, who told him the story that he had heard. He said these two brothers were talmidei chachamim of the highest order, and they were also generous and wealthy, extremely generous to support the poor. They were very respected and admired in the community. He said suddenly their fortunes took a turn for the worse. Some of their business investments failed, other investments stagnated, and people began to wonder and whisper, "Why would such a thing happen, bless you, to such sterling people?" It went so far that the Bedin of Vilna, when they heard the stories, they convened in order to figure out what must be the cause of their business ventures going down. How could it be, said one of the judges, that two such exemplary Tamidei Chachamim should be losing their money and on the verge of bankruptcy? It's Hashem, we have to do something about it. Well, what can we do about it, asked another judge. Should we give them a loan? No, of course not, said the first judge. We have to figure out what's happening and why. So the second judge says, how? The third judge says, there's a simple way. We're going to bring the two brothers to the beddin and we're going to interrogate them about all of their actions and see what must have happened to cause this loss of income. I have no doubt that they're going to answer truthfully. So the bedin convened bringing the brothers to the beddin. And after hours and hours of going over every deed of these two brothers, the Bet-Din discovered only one wrongdoing. The Gemaran Ketuvot, it says, in Usha, the sages instituted that one who dispenses his money to charity should not dispense more than one-fifth. This opinion is also brought in the B'rita. One who gives more than one-fifth, it's dangerous because he's going to make himself and he's not going to be able to and he says what is this based on this is based on the, the pasuk it says Ase, "Aser ashena. he says what is he saying he says you're going to give 10 10, 10, 10, 20 the double use of the verb is that you can't give more than one fifth so the Beddin ruled the problem was the reason they lost their money was because they gave too much charity and the brothers often exceeded that so their only crime was that they gave too much charity. So the bet said, what are we supposed to do about this? What did the bet do? The bet took control of all of their assets. Because they couldn't be trusted to, be, to, to stay within the prescribed limits. Therefore, they themselves, the bet decreed that anyone who wanted tzedakah from the brothers can't go to the brothers anymore. They have to come to the bet and the Bedin had an administrator who was going to take care of the charity. Now what happened is, a couple of days later, the poor people came to the brothers. And the brothers said, we're so sorry. We don't have access to our own money anymore. All of this is with the Bedin. And there's an administrator who's giving a Siddhaqah, so it shouldn't go more than 20%. And the poor people said, but there's a problem. We were there already. And they're not as nice as you. And they're not as generous as you. And we still need stuff and we can't get stuff. The brothers' hearts melted. But what could they do? They didn't have control of their money. So they went into their houses and they saw the silver that was in the cabinets. And they started to give away the silver to the poor people in order to help them. Eventually all the silver was gone. They only had left one silver spoon. He says the next day when a beggar approached each of the brothers, what did they do? They took the spoon, they broke it in half. One gave the handle and one gave the spoon. This wonderful act of charity was memorialized on their tombstones. They they played with the words. The beginning of the verse is, she extended her palm to the poor. Kapa also means her spoon. This appeared on the first tombstone. The completion of the verse and she stretched out her hand. Yadeha could also mean The handle of the spoon This is an example of opening the hand To the highest order This is what Moshe Rabbeinu is talking about There's also we'll, Maybe God willing we'll continue tomorrow But there's other uh, other ways to look at this but Baruch Adonai Ulam, Amen, Amen. Amen Should we say, should we say Kaddish?